Welcome to the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. We help you put social media to work for your church. Social media is your opportunity to engage your community all week long, reach new people, and start new conversations. Every week, we bring you a dose of practical, tactical, skill-building training as we talk to communicators, church leaders, and members of our team. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session. So welcome today. Uh, it is Friday. It's time for another Church Butler Lunch and Learn. My name is Kenny Jang. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, these have been fun. This whole series of Lunch and Learns, I'm getting the ideas from you um, for you know messaging me, direct messaging me, um, sending in emails, uh, posting stuff onto our boards here. This is something that we want to serve you as much as possible directly. So uh, we want real life questions, real life examples. If you have, this is a call, a shout out. If you have an, a question, if you have a conundrum, if you have any decision point coming up for your team in terms of social media in particular or just general digital communications, um, please let me know what it is because I can usually help bring in other experts or other um, peers that have gone through that process already. We can hear a little bit about what they are thinking as they go through the process so that you're better equipped to make those decisions as you face them. So today, one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to share, um, there was a conversation I had two times this week. One was through a Facebook thread and a discussion uh, forum. Another one was offline with a coaching client. And the question came up in terms of when is the right time to rebrand? Now there's some popular wisdom out there that basically says the time to rebrand is you should wait. Um, every seven to 10 years at the most, um, you shouldn't really look at rebranding more often than that. You're seeing um, the rebranding happened on a regular basis for larger brands. Some of them are minor updates, like how Google has uh, evolved their Google uh, logo and brand identity mark over the years. Uh, some have evolved, like Dunkin' Donuts has gone to Dunkin' as they've gone further. There have been um, legacy brands that you've seen gone through uh, changes as their organizations have grown, right? Boston Chicken is a great example. They got to the market and they quickly um, went sideways in terms of their product offering to meatloaf and turkey and other things. And so they couldn't be called Boston Chicken anymore. So they went to Boston Market. Um, why do you do these brand changes? How do you do them? All those things. There's sometimes confusion as to what to do. My response recently in one of the threads has been, um, that you know you shouldn't think of rebranding from a calendar perspective. Um, that's actually not the not the best way to do it. You know why? Because your consumers, your audience, is not thinking about your brand and say, "Oh, it's been six and a half years. It's time for them to rebrand." That's no one's keeping track of your brand in that manner, right? So um, it's kind of like email newsletters. You know, one of the things that we see with clients is that. Clients get really obsessed and locked in that say, hey, we have a monthly newsletter. It's put out on the Wednesday, first Wednesday of every single month, or it's put out on the first of every month, or it's put out on the 15th of every month. And they drive their internal teams nuts because they're trying to get all of the information together from the different teams, the different contributors, different sources of information into the form factor, that package called a newsletter to ship it. 
Um, now it is, it's, it's totally true. It's totally right for that person who's in charge, who has ownership of that newsletter to be the taskmaster, to get all the other departments who are not thinking about the newsletter every day to get on the ball and, and, and get the contributions in. But um, at the end of the day, not a single one of the persons on your list, where you, when, whether you have five people on your newsletter list or 500, 5,000, 50,000, it doesn't matter. None of those people woke up today saying, hmm, I'm really looking forward to that email newsletter that this brand is putting out because today is the day. Uh, no one's thinking about it. And if you miss it, no one's going to wake up tomorrow thinking, wow, they don't have their things together. They usually put it on the 15th. Today's the 16th. Today the 17th. And where is their newsletter? Um, I've lost all confidence in their brand. So um, one of the things that I really want to share with you today is that we should not be tied to the calendar. You really need to think about strategic intent and the reasoning behind you make, making any of these decisions, especially when it comes down to rebranding your organization. Okay, so here's six particular reasons that I have came up with that I think um, will help you filter, uh, give you a lens to think through a decision process as to whether or not it's important enough now to go through that rebranding process or not. Okay, so here, here are the six reasons why you should, why it's time for you to rebrand. So um, one, has your mission changed? Um, there's a difference between mission and vision. Vision changes and gets updated um, much more often than the mission of your organization. If you've done your mission well, um, that should be something that's almost timeless. Now, many times, um, organizations outgrow their mission or the mission shifts. Sometimes it's with when the new leader comes in, a new CEO, a new president, a new lead pastor, uh, a new executive comes in, and there's a significant shift in the mission of the organization. But that's the litmus test. Has your mission changed? Um, if the fundamental mission of your organization has changed, um, a rebrand is actually something that you probably should be reconsidering at this point or considering at that point. Uh, number two is when you have um, made the decision as an organization to go after and reach a brand new demographic, a larger uh, vision to serve more than the current audience. Are you going after a significant tangible demographic that you haven't served before? And if you're strategically making a shift to serve this new audience um, or include them in, you know, who you count as your community, as your audience, uh, then rebranding that exercise can really help support that shift and let you make that story um, really intuitive and invite that new demographic into the journey of your brand um, in, in the impact. So that's, that's another reason. Number three uh, is if you have a negative event or if, you, if you're living with baggage, um, if there's a perception out there that you're constantly trying to shake, if one of the FAQs constantly is, is attacking an, um, a preconceived notion or objection that you need to overcome, sometimes you need to shake, shake that baggage loose. Uh, Rebranding, and, and, and this is where a big 
gap between the old and the new brand might serve you well instead of just a, a tweak, iteration, or evolution of that brand. Um, this is one of those times where you should really consider taking the the brand and not just evolving it, but like re restarting it almost, um, taking some of the core elements and making sure those survive so that there's continuity, but a lot of the other things surrounding the brand personality that you might want to, you know, completely reboot, basically. Uh, reason number four that it's time to rebrand is that it might be that you were a pioneer or your brand has served you well, and it might articulate who you are pretty well, but there might be copycats, there might be other peers, there might be competitors that have come into your market space, um, and the people in your ecosystem have a hard time differentiating who you are. Um, when that happens, where you don't have the distinctiveness anymore, then that's something that I think you can actually take that opportunity to say, what we're going to do is everyone is zigging, let's zag, or vice versa. Uh, because this is one of those things where you might uh, benefit from the increased exposure of uh, education for the category, but if you're not reaping the benefit of becoming the differentiated leader and cleaning house for the category when you were there first, um, then that might be a sign that you really need to look at rebranding um, as an exercise. Okay, number five, reason number five to rebrand is if you're have, having trouble attracting the best talent for your staff, for your volunteers, even for donors, um, if these audiences are not flocking to you, um, you might not be sitting there with the best brand for the given time. Uh, a new brand positioning might be the fix needed to bring new momentum, um, new fuel to the fire. Um, it might actually help you articulate better what your mission and vision is so that people get uh, attracted to it. Um, a lot of times, one of the things that happens is that people start to understand that when your brand turns to something that serves the people empathetically versus, um, as, as we say in StoryBrand, um, versus the old stodgy way where you are the hero, where it's attractional and you're the figurehead, um, then that those types of departures in positioning sometimes is what's helpful to attract the right audience of supporters and uh, champions for the brand. So if you want to change the affinity level or the depth of affinity that people might have for your brand, rebranding might be the solution uh, to help make that happen. And I can see that um, as a very instrumental thing. If you're, if you're finding lackluster uh, involvement or attractional nature from your supporters, donors, volunteers, et cetera, customers. And, and the last one on the list, sixth, the sixth reason why you, you really don't um, need to rely on your old brand and it might be time to make a departure and look at rebranding. And that is, if your brand doesn't make sense as you grow into new markets, into new offerings, and then and geography, new locations, right? If you're reaching new audiences, new places, new things, um, that's when you can either um, own it as a legacy story um, or evolve and reboot the brand. There, That example is the Boston Chicken market, right? So Boston Chicken came to market first. Um, they grew into a new offering, and they actually grew into new geographies outside of the North 
East New England area, and so they had a conundrum. What what should they do? And so they actually did both. They evolved the brand uh, to go from Boston Chicken to Boston Market, so it has a wider definition. But they also took what they had and they owned it, that it was from Boston, that it wasn't just a marketplace offering for fast food, fast casual, uh, but they had the legacy story that it originated in Boston and that's where it's coming from. Um, so there are many different ways for you to take um, your brand and move it to a different place, but I think it shouldn't be based on a calendar, it should be on strategic intent, and hopefully some of these reasons are... Um, or some of these six items on the list will give you a lens or a filter for which to evaluate your own circumstances um, as to, hey, is it time yet? Is this, a, is this the reason that we should be using to, to move the brand into a different space? So uh, I'd love to help you out. We've been involved with um, brand projects uh, across the board with small organizations and large institutions uh, that are national and, and international, um, but these six fundamental reasons apply to all sizes of organizations. Um, if your team needs help to go through that process and actually take the leap of making a brand um, a brand change, uh, I'd love to help be part of the conversation. Let's talk. Reach out to me, uh, DM me, and in the meantime, um, put your questions down here below um, because we'd love to share. The best way for everyone here to learn, right, is peer-to-peer -peer, uh, exchange of circumstances and really seeing it from other people's point of view, how they're going through the decision process and uh, seeing the whys behind the what before you even try to figure out the why, the before the how, right? Again, let me, let me uh, rephrase. You have to understand the why before you do the what's and understand how to do it. So... Um, let's get involved in conversation here. Let me know if you have any specific ones. And also want to hear if this episode in particular has been useful for you. Uh, do you want to hear more content like this on our Lunch and Learn uh, sessions? Uh, please reach out to me. I love hearing feedback. This is, they call it social media for a reason. I uh, would love to have you reach out and share your experiences, share your feedback, what resonated, what di didn't. I'd love for you to even potentially get on a follow-up interview if you actually disagree with me on any of the topics. In today's topic or any other things, I'd love a head-to-head -head discussion where we have a respectful, healthy debate uh, between any of the things that I'm putting out here together. So we want to learn and grow together. I'm Kenny Jang. Uh, I'll check out here in the next episode of the Lunch and Learn from Church Butler. But in, in the meantime, remember, um, be social. Stay social. I'll check you out next time. If you enjoyed today's session, please help us share resources like today's Lunch and Learn with more church communicators across the country. The best way for you to help is to thumb up this episode and leave some feedback on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And for more information on our online training platform and done-for-you social media graphic services, visit our website at www.butler.church. Connect with us on our blog, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using our handle at The Church Butler. Don't forget to join us every week right here for our next installment of the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast.